Welcome to Music Raygun. My name is Paul Champanelli, and alongside me is Kirk Pinchon. Yay! Yay! We're back. This is the podcast where every episode we pick a music-related topic, and then we watch a bunch of YouTube videos centered on that topic. Right? That's right. And we drink Lacroix that Paul bought me. Oh man! Don't. Yeah. No more mentioning the name brand because they still haven't sent us any free samples. God fuck. All right then. So no more. No more free advertising. Here's, here's what I'm going to tell the listeners. Yes. Buy, don't buy name brand. Buy the store brand. Kroger's uh, sparkling water. They make a black cherry flavor that Lacroix doesn't even make. That's the best. Stay woke, people. Get, don't have brand loyalty. Paul just put Lacroix on blast. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, so yeah, we're gonna watch a bunch of YouTube videos, and you, the listener, uh, can watch a YouTube playlist of all those videos on our website at musicraygun.com/playlists. If you don't already subscribe, you can do that on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook.com slash MusicRayGun. And I'm actually kind of lying because every episode so far, we've chosen a theme or a topic yep. and done an episode based on that topic. Yep. We're not doing that. We're changing it up today. Dude, this is our grab bag episode. So grab, grab Which bag. I think we'll do every once in a while. It's a good call. Because... There are a lot of cool and strange music-related videos on YouTube that don't really... They defy categorization. Yes, and then to fill a whole show around it just wasn't really working for us. And then Paul came up with the idea, like, well, let's just do a grab bag show of stuff that we like, and we can tell stories about it if we have stories. Because I was basically collecting YouTube videos under a file of just, like, for the podcast. And just, I, I realized like a lot of these are never gonna. There's, we're never gonna come up with a topic that will fit. Yeah, them, so. exactly. But I want to share them. So we each picked half a dozen videos. Yep. And we're just gonna go back and forth between our selections. Yes. And Paul knows mine, but I don't know Paul's. But I didn't necessarily watch all of yours. Okay, you just you know. So okay. I know what they are, but if I, if I didn't already know them, I did not watch them. So oh, cool. I do. There is some element of surprise. Oh, good, excellent. But the first one we're gonna watch. I do know, because you showed it to me a while ago, back when we were still working together. Yes. Um, and it's something you've been wanting to have on the, on the <laughs> I've podcast. Been, I've been pushing for this song for no real reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except that the video is the just video's insane. The video is insane. It's for the song Get Off by Foxy. Which is a straight-up disco song. I don't know yeah. much about the band, but Paul's going to educate us because he did some research. I found out some interesting things about but I, not, I mean, disco and... I'm pushing for a disco episode as soon as I figure out what exactly we're going to do. Because disco was like the first music I kind of knew about as a thing. Because disco went mainstream like 77, 78. So you were a little kid. I was like seven years old. And I was like, oh, this is a thing that everyone loves. So, uh, okay, I'll listen to it. Yeah. So I kind of remember this song. But this is more retroactive that I heard this song. I was like, oh, I'm going to go put it on my... I'm going to put it on my iTunes. And then uh, I looked at the video. I was like, this video is so 70s and so coke fuel. It is. Yeah, we'll get to it. Yes. yes. We'll watch it right now. I just want to say, I don't know if I ever heard this song before. Because it's so kind of generically disco. Yeah. And has all the disco tropes. Yes. And signatures that it it's, feels like I've heard it. But 
I might not. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think it was a huge hit. It wasn't like, you know, some disco songs are iconic. Or it was a hit, one, but it didn't have, like, staying power. Yeah, it didn't have legs. It's not like, like one-hit wonders, yeah. like Disco Inferno, which is, you know, people know that song, and it's yeah. a huge song. This one, people don't really know, but I just love the video. Yeah, and it deserves a second life as a viral video. It really does. Uh, yeah, let's just get into this. So hopefully you'll know it just And go to musicraygun.com slash playlist to watch it. I mean, right there. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you watch it, these guys are so obviously on cocaine. There, there, yeah. There's a whole band. There's two main guys, guys lead yep. singers, and they're definitely the visual focus of this. Yes. Uh, one of them has like poofy hair, and he's got like a black tank top. Yeah, he's kind of really like the tight. sexy one. Yes. Uh, and he's really covered in coke sweat. <laughs> yes, they both are. I mean, the, really heavily yeah. coke sweat. The other one is wearing like a nice business suit and suspenders and yep. high-waisted pleated pants. And he's like real Wall Streety. Yes. And he's covered with even more coke sweat. Yes. And they look like they have blush on. Yeah. And they're just so in and it looks like it was recorded it, in a basement. Yeah, it oh, especially the, the Wall Streety one looks like he's chewing his cheeks out from the inside. He's yes. so like just like gnashing his teeth with cocaine in his system. They just need cocaine so bad right now. Yeah. And just the the the, the face he makes when he sings. I mean, and the best is, it's these two, and there's a band, and the band is so, like, nonchalant. The rest of the band's <laughs> no, like, yeah, the, we're just playing. The, here's who's awesome is the Borat, the bass player. <laughs> that's right. He oh is cool. God, that's right. He looks like Borat. Yeah. Oh. He's having, he's having a great time slapping his, uh, slapping his bass. Yeah, slapping the bass. I mean, it, his, his Ernie Ball Music Man Stingray. And it's weird because this is a promotional video in the 70s so when videos weren't even a thing. Yeah. And this is obviously a girl's harping song. Right, but they're lip-syncing. They're just lip-syncing. They're, they're like, lip-syncing to all the parts. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they're not waiting. They're all singing the same part. Yes. Yeah. And the... And, oh, yeah. It's so... And it's so cocaine. Like, I've often said... Like, I'd rather have a, a friend who's a junkie than mm-hmm. a friend who's a cokehead because at least a junkie shuts the fuck up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> these guys like in the video are quote unquote having fun, but yes. they're having fun in that like aggressive yes. I'm on coke way that yes. doesn't really look like fun. Yeah, and like they're having fun, but everyone who would be hanging out with them who's not on coke would just be like real uncomfortable. Yeah, the whole thing is very confrontational. Yes, and you're just like, guys, ease up, relax, okay? Yeah. I'll, I'll get off. All it's, right, it's a lot. Yeah, I mean they're just, and you know they're like in their heads they're like we're killing it. Yeah, we are. Feeling this. So, especially him. Yes. Uh, his name is Carl Driggs. <laughs> with the Wall Street looking guy. Yes. Carl Driggs. Here's something interesting about him. In 1983, he joined Paul Revere and the Raiders. Oh my God. The garage rock band from, from like, like the, the late 60s. 60s. Yeah. yeah. He was their lead singer for 20 years. In the, from the 80s? From 83 to 2004 or something. Oh, my God. He was the lead singer of Paul Revere and the Raiders. Another one of my father's favorite bands. And so they... Because they didn't really record, so they must have just done the covers. I, yeah, I don't know what they were doing or where they were playing. Weird. Yeah. Uh, so like, here's another sad thing about him. We're recording this... Uh, at the time of this recording, he died less than a week ago. What? Yeah, he died last Wednesday, May 31st. Carl Carl Driggs. 
Oh my god. Yeah. That's Yeah, he was wow. uh, yeah. He had a heart attack. It's wow. I, I mean we were planning this before that happened. We were we but already still. had yeah. so RIP Carl Drake. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Thank you for this video that just makes me happy that you're so just insanely <laughs> Insanely cooked out. Oh, and I also love because they're doing the the voice recorder thing. Oh, they've got the talk box going, yeah, and he's still, he's lip syncing the talk yeah, box effect, which is weird. He doesn't have the like garden hose in his mouth yes. that they use. Yeah, he's just like mouthing the talk box. Yes, on the mic, which is funny. And then which again, it just it looks like they're in someone's basement. And they're going to do this video. They're going to finish this video. Then they're going to go do a mountain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, it's so crazy that that guy died and we just showed, showed that a week ago. I'm Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, last Wednesday. Here's another interesting tidbit while yeah. I have it paused. The guitar player. Not the singer. Not the not, lead singer. This, the, the lead singer is Ish Ledesma. That's his name. Okay. Ish Ledesma. The one next to him, his name is uh, Richie Puente. Okay. And his father is a very famous musician. Is it Tito Puente? That's Tito Puente's son. Oh my God. Yeah. The one with the red guitar there. That, I'm so glad you do research, Paul. <laughs> now, here's the thing. A lot of information that I read online said that the drummer was Tito Puente's son. I think because maybe some writer the, yeah. assumed that assumed he's a it. percussionist. But I watched their American Bandstand interview. Oh, wow. And Dick Clark was asking Ishla Desma about the band. He said they were all, they're all from Cuba. They formed in Florida, except Richie, who was born in Brooklyn. Oh, wow. And then Dick Clark asks him about himself. He's oh, okay. Like, oh, you have a famous father, don't you? He's like, yeah, my dad's Tito Puente. Oh, my God. This band is just getting better and better with all this information. I bet you they were not as coked up on the American bandstand. No. Yeah. They were kind of like safe. Also, Carl Driggs wasn't there. I don't know why. Maybe really? Because he was coked up. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> he wasn't on the American bandstand one? Right. Wow. But he's, oh, he's going for it. I mean, he's, he's so happy. Yeah. He's so happy that he's about to do coke in about a minute. <laughs> oh, it's great. And then even the keyboardist with that disco look with the tight shirt and pants. I really like the bass player. He's cool. Yeah. He's the one that just, he's like, I get it. I he get seems like he's not on coke. He just kind of seems like a happy yeah. guy. He's just mellow and happy. <laughs> Maybe, the, might be like that session player guy that we love so much. Yeah. Of like, He's just happy to have the gig and he's yeah. like, sure, I'll do this disco song. Just like the blue crappy carpet on the floor. Just, this video is so sweaty, literally and figuratively. Yes, it really is. Oh, glad we opened with that. Yeah. Uh, so, there's another another piece of information. There's another version of this on YouTube. It's not the bandstand version, and it's not this video, but it is from some TV show. I might have seen this. Yeah, it's interesting because Ishla Demza uploaded it on his like YouTube channel. Oh, okay. And he has a comment. He left a comment in the YouTube comments uh -huh. about it, and I'm going to read what he had to say because he wants to explain a few things. Okay, good. Please. As you pointed out, like they're clearly lip-syncing parts that aren't theirs. Yes. Like when there's clearly female vocals there, lip-syncing it. Yeah. There's a couple different vocals on the verse, and they sing them regardless of yeah, what it sounds it doesn't like. Matter, then, he, yeah. then he even sings the talk box yeah. act. Uh, so they're clearly not lip-syncing parts that they all sang. Yeah. And even on the video that this comment comes from, Carl Driggs isn't in that either. So, wow. like, Ish is singing parts that Carl sings in this video, and Richie Puente is singing parts that Ish sings in this video. Oh, my God. So, the comment that Ish left along with 
his post says, so many people make comments about us not having sung our songs. And then a little frowny face emoticon. Good for him. He said, I sang our songs. My name is Ish Ledesma. We sometimes added girl backup singers in our recording to help with the choruses. The reason for not playing live was for cost-effective reasons and not to be determined by us. That sentence sentence is... <laughs> drives you crazy. I didn't write it. I As just an editor, it. But we it drives you insane. Yeah. Even not including girls was a cost-effective reason determined by the show, the TV show in that clip, and the record company. Some people think that just girls sang the songs. So in other words, people accuse them of like Milli Vanilli. Oh, okay, okay. If you listen to the verses, the vocals are clearly male vocals. If it had been up to me, we would have performed live and had girls for the backups as well. We weren't making a lot of money then. We were just another typical ripped-off-by-the-record-company story. We never received a single cent in royalties. So basically he's saying, like, yeah, when they recorded it, they had female singers. But when they did these TV performances and stuff, they couldn't afford to have them all. So they just lip-synced to... Yeah, you gotta make to do. Vocalists who weren't there. You gotta make so do. So that seems reasonable. Yeah, I like, I'm on, on the side of any band who got screwed by the record company, which is like oh, all yeah. of them. All of them, yes. Yeah. Particularly a band that had like a medium one hit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But a, a, a good one nonetheless. Yeah. So that's the only other piece of information is also sad. Uh, Richie Puente is also dead. Oh my he God. He died in 2004. Okay. Uh, I wow. don't know if Borat the bass player is still alive. <laughs> but fingers crossed. Hopefully. Yes. Uh, but Ish Ledesma is still with us. Right, and okay. until v- literally very, very recently, Carl Driggs was. So wow. if they uh, were still had addictions, they didn't say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and Carl Driggs was like he'd been performing in Vegas just doing. Oh, like, my God. Yeah, well, like, hey, yeah. he had a long career then. Mm-hmm. I applaud that. Dude, you can watch video of him on YouTube singing Tom Jones' Delilah and really selling the show. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he really did like that Vegas act kind wow. of thing after Paul Revere That's and the Raiders. so funny because I just associate him as this coked out disco guy. Yeah, he was, uh, had more to him than you thought. Wow, yeah, he did. All right, uh, Greg, you know did that... You, did you just call me Greg? I mean, <laughs> Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know that I'm into punk music. I know very well that you're into punk music. I know that you're not as into punk I'm music. I'm not as into punk music. I know names, but that's it. You know some of the names, yes. some you don't. I've always wanted to like... Try to make a playlist or a mixtape that would appeal to you and try to get you into punk. Yeah. And then I found that there's one that already exists. <laughs> it's the perfect primer for punk music. So, All like, right. name some punk punk bands or punk singers that you know. I'm going to name I, maybe some of them just be. because of reading uh, about music, uh, like The Germs, Fear, uh, mm-hmm. uh, The Dead Kennedys. Uh, do we count the Ramones as punk? Of course. Okay. Um, uh, X. Sure. Okay. These are all, and I don't know any of their songs. I know, wait, the Dead Kennedys have Holiday in Cambodia. Can you give me one more? Clash? Okay, yeah. I mean, <laughs> those are all punk bands. None of them are on the compilation. Am I, am I really? Am I mis- uh, um, Sex Pistols. Um, also not on this compilation. Oh my God. Let's just get to okay. it and we'll see, uh, uh, we'll see oh what, what you learn. This punk compilation from the nineties. What? This is a, this is a commercial for a compilation in the eighties or nineties called Punk. That first track is by Men at Work. Huh? <laughs> what? Oh, in excess. <laughs> what is going on? I know what really makes us mad is wasting money on CDs with only one or two good songs. Yeah. Talk about punk. 
Okay. Wait. <laughs> what? Okay. Hang on. Is it a parody or is this a real commercial? This is not a sketch. This is this not is a sketch. This is a real commercial. It's a real commercial. For one of those like TV. Yes. By now. By now. By the yeah. CD of yeah. all this great punk music mm-hmm. when they're playing literally just pop music. So far we've got Men at Work and In Excess. Yes. Who I love. Both both great songs. Oh, great. Both get great songs. You didn't guess any of the, either of those bands when I asked you what punk bands no, you could name? No, not remotely punk. Yeah. I keep thinking that this is a joke sketch. It's and the joke not. is that they're not, but it's a real thing that you can buy that they said this is punk music. Right. Oh my God. I must hear more. Uh, good, because there's a lot more. <laughs> also, these two actors who are playing these quote unquote yeah. punks who are just a couple of actors wearing like colored wigs. wigs. Yes. And uh, yeah, terrible, by the way. <laughs> terrible mean, actors? Terrible actors, by the way. Okay. But they, they both get so. It's loaded with our favorite tunes, man. Yeah. Just listen. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I love these songs. These are songs. Okay. For... You're going to love everything on this. <laughs> and which I know that you are, which yeah. is why it's crazy to me that you say you don't like <laughs> punk because. So I am wrong. Everything on this CD is right up your alley. I've been wrong all my life about punk. I yeah. love punk. Yeah. Apparently, I've been wrong. So that's Love and Rockets. Great oh, song. Yeah, great song. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, no. First of all, Crowded House is fantastic. Yes. Uh, this was like... I love Neil Flynn. My uh, high school girlfriend in our song. Ooh. Kathy. There is... Maybe we'll put it on some episode in the future. There's a live version of Neil Flynn doing it with an orchestra from like a couple years oh, ago. Oh, really? Blows the studio version out wow, of the Wow, because so the good. studio version is pretty great. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's also pretty fucking yeah. punk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> fucking Crowded House. Punk rock, Fucking man. raging, man. I guess the cars maybe because they're yeah. new wave and there's some overlap like early but no, on. Maybe no, not really. Thir- there's 36 songs on this. 36 original like double punk CD. Hits. Yeah, punk oh. songs. Oh, that's just dance music. <laughs> I mean, that's punk. Oh, this is the best. Here's the thing. Like we said, this compilation worth owning. Oh yeah, for us on a song by song basis. Yeah. All these are great. Yes. Why the front of the package calls it punk? Why is it punk and yeah. they're acting like these are hard punk music? Love the Mac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Huey Lewis and the News, who we've talked about before. Yeah. I'm on record as them being a, yes. a band that I love, who are very important to me. And again, real commercial. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my parents love Huey Lewis in the News. So parents, I, guess, I guess they're punkers. Your parents love punk? They're punkers. <laughs> Those punk parents. Maybe it's because he's singing about drugs. It's drugs, man. Oh, my God. I love The Fix. That yeah. is... Uh, it's great. It's all great yeah. music. God, I really do love punk. I love that the girl is chewing gum because gum is punk. And all she does is he'll say something and she goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm chewing gum. They're acting more like surfer dudes than punk kids. Which yes. Is, which is like way, way Yeah, the director base. had no idea. No idea. Uh, here comes uh, the rain again. I guess they're showing... Uh, now it's on the scroll. This is the, the part scroll. of the commercial for these things where they're scrolling a bunch of songs. Not necessarily yes. all of them are playing. So... The first one they list is Billy Idol, which he is He started sort of punk, there. though, right? Yeah. Was he yeah. X? Or Generation X. Generation X. X. Yeah. So that was, that was punk. Sure. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. Hang on. Okay. First of all, I love. This is my favorite Human League song. Sure. Human. This was produced by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, <laughs> who produced New Edition. Who produced New Edition? So apparently they're punk. Who? Yeah. Who knew the New Edition was punk? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, Kirk! How do you know the New Edition isn't on this compilation? <laughs> I will lose my mind if New Edition is on yeah. this compilation. Hold me now is a great song. Yeah, I mean these are all great so '80s pop great. hits that I knew that you would love. Oh my God, I love this is like all my childhood. So my childhood was punk. Yeah, yeah. This stuff is so pop that I would like. Some of it is even. Like, is it really new wave or is it just straight up pop? It's straight up pop. A lot, yeah. Most so, of it is straight up pop. Because a lot of new wave stuff, like we said, like the cars, yeah. maybe you could like, you know, put them in the same class or they'd share a bill. Yeah, because like early it, on they might have been because they were yeah. of that time. Right, right, right. Or like Blondie. Yeah, exactly. Played at CBGBs with the Ramones, but, but they they're not really fast. punk. Yeah. Um, oh my God. But not the fucking Thompson Twins. <laughs> this is Thompson Twins. <laughs> Not the Greg Kin band. That's just a rock band. <laughs> Culture Club. Culture Club. Who? Every song that we've heard so far or seen on the scroll is a song that I like. Yeah, I'm not one of them has been even close to punk. And you'd think that. The, I mean, there are hits like you could throw on like "Rock the Casbah" by yeah. The Clash. Yeah, you could throw which is a big radio. London hit. Calling was a hit. Yeah, or should I stay or should yeah. I go? Yeah. Yeah, it's. Funny. I want to be sedated by the remote. That's that's a. Like, but not not even the like the punk stuff that sort yeah. of became radio hits. None of that's yeah. even on here. And I'm wondering if they were like didn't know or they're like fuck it, I don't care. Yeah, like the makers are like, who fucking cares? Yeah, we got, we got the rights to this music. Let's just put it out that's, there. That's what these all are. We yeah. got the rights to this music. Let's put it out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, the jadedness of it all. Heart my heart is rock and roll. Wild Wild West. First of all, Wild Wild West was no way it's punk because that was like '87 or '88. Yeah. Oh, I love this. I would I would guess that this commercial is from like 1990. Yeah. When yeah. punk is really dead. Yeah, and they're like, let's bring it. Let's just put slap mm-hmm. the word punk on it. We'll put these two actors in wigs. Yeah. And we'll just chill it out. I mean, even the cover of the album is not punk. Yeah. No, the the font yeah. isn't punk. The colors, the design. No, it's new wave. Yeah. It just says punk. Songs on two CDs for only twenty six ninety five. That's not a good deal. Neither of these it, deals it, are good. It, that's how much CDs used to cost. Oh God, I forgot. I was like, that's kind of expensive. Yeah, two for twenty six bucks. But we're not you, when you used to go to the mall to buy a CD, like retail price oh, was like eighteen true. to twenty bucks, even that's back true. in the nineties. It was crazy, and then. They wonder why everyone got on Napster and exactly and everything for why free. we can't pay those and nobody and nobody cares that record companies are dying <laughs> exactly. Here's how to order to order punk. Call the number on your Colorado screen. Strings. I, I called this number. Did Kirk. you really? Are you serious? It's no longer selling. Uh, I'm sorry to say. If it was, I would have bought this. Yeah, I don't know if anyone wants to try uh, mailing PO Box four 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 AR in Colorado Springs, Colorado. 80934 Yeah, go ahead and see if you get uh, an old copy of Punk Oh, that's great Here's what I think about immediately yeah. 
is the kid who's in like eighth or ninth grade in nineteen ninety. Yeah, yeah, when this commercial is on. Yeah. He's not doing well socially. He's not really fitting in. He's not cool. Um and he wants to fit in with like the badass punk kids. Yeah. And he sees this commercial and he's like, This is my way. I've in. got it. I've got it. Yeah. The magic ticket. He swipes his mom's credit card. <laughs> he calls the number. He yeah. orders punk. And he's like, This is it. Six to eight weeks later, because that's how long it used to take. He for some checks reason. the mail every day going, Oh, he can't wait. He's getting his ass kicked every day. <laughs> like, when is it going to get here? The punk CD finally arrives in the mail. And he's like, now my... And he brings it to school. He's showing everybody, look at my punk CD. Guys, look. And there's that moment where they're like, he's like, they're going to consider yeah. letting this kid hang with them. Like, what's your favorite punk, punk band? And he's like, Crowded House. <laughs> and then he just gets the beating of his life. Oh, the sadness of it all. just beat the dog shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so sad. But see, all this time, Kirk, you're telling me you don't like punk. I was wrong. I stand corrected. You love punk. I, I punk might be one of my favorite things. <laughs> I didn't know, but I, I punk's right up there with R and B. Apparently, yeah, Escape no Club, idea. Thompson Twins. My God, Huey Lewis in the News. I did yeah. not know. He, hey, Huey Lewis in the News. There. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Huey Lewis isn't punk, but Mario, the bass player, is. Yes, punk. we'll put him in the punk yeah. category. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next video that you picked is uh, MTV classic. Yes. It's Herbie Hancock's. Rocket. Rocket. Which is a great song. I think this is one of those songs where, like, even if people don't know what we're talking about when we say Rocket by Herbie Hancock, when they hear it, they'll be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I know that music. Yes. So let's just play it, and you can talk about the video. Uh, The video is... uh, This came out in 83, 83, and... More around there. It is terrifying. (laughs) <laughs> to a 12 year old Kirk yeah. this is scary as fuck I remember being like entertained by it a lot oh my god I was, I was freaked out and cause at the time I never mentioned this before I didn't have MTV until like I was 16 so when I was like 12 or 13 I I could only watch videos on Friday night videos mm-hmm. which was like at 12.30 at night so I'd stay up late and watch it and this would be on and I was I guess if you're still kind of a tween and you're watching this at past midnight, it's a little creepy. It's just got a lot of like weird animatronics and moving. Yeah, but it's also very herky jerky. It's kind of violent in a way. It's everything's very unnatural and creepy. And uh, but I love the song. I used to break dance to the song. Yeah, everyone break dance, broke dance, broke dance. Everyone break dance to the song. Um, It's off an album from Herbie Hab. Herbie Hancock called Future Shock mm-hmm. and for those who don't know Herbie Hancock is a jazz, jazz pianist, pianist. Yeah. and he's played with all the jazz greats and yeah. big with Quincy Jones and yeah he has a he has an album called Headhunters which is like an yes. early like fusion like yes. it's very funky jazz yes um, but with then, his song Watermelon Man that mm-hmm. was a big that was a big yeah. song for him uh, but he also has a popular version of Cantaloupe Island yes yes but a lot of his jazz is just straight up like jazz piano yes. so this is a huge departure this is that. a huge departure yeah. and it was a one off yeah he like it wasn't like oh I'm gonna become uh, I'm gonna sell out it's like no I'm, I, I it's almost like he, he was like I get what's going on yeah. in the hip hop community I'm gonna do this song the album is not like this no. the album is kind of like this this is the most 
uh, hip hop the album is hits. the rest of the album like electronic but not yes. necessarily hip hop yes the, the title track Future Shock was the second single and yeah. it's a little similar to this so it was a little like it was electronic yeah and then he never really went back to it in fact you know he still performs and records uh, while he's with this great uh, jazz player Wayne Shorter mm-hmm. uh, they did a lot of stuff together I saw them in concert Herbie Hancock Wayne Shorter Wayne Shorter played with Weather Report yes right? yeah. and what I'm Paul uh, I saw them in concert out with Savion Glover, the Ooh, tap dancer. The tap dance, so he man. came out and tap danced to their stuff. And, but they That's did, awesome. Yeah, it was great. It was a great concert. They did not play Rocket. No. But uh, this has the distinction. This won an award at the first MTV Music Awards. Oh. Uh, it didn't win. Uh, it didn't win Video of the Year, but it won some big award, and it was a big deal because it was an African American winning an award at the MTV. On MTV, which yeah. Is, yeah. Which we we talked about that a bit in our yes. MTV episode. Racist one of <laughs> But I mean And the scratching on this I can't remember This is not uh, uh, Grandmaster Flash Or anybody big It was a pioneer I can't remember the name It's escaping me now But it was a guy Who basically Started scratching, scratching yeah. And they're like It all stems from this guy Yeah And a broken TV at the end Yeah To show a lot but yeah, I, I love that song, and we would break dance to it in the gym at school. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm sure uh, while everyone was listening, they were enjoying the music, but obviously it's an instrumental, so. Yes. Uh, you just gotta go find the playlist and yeah. watch it. A lot of people have probably seen it, but it's worth revisiting. I realized when I was watching it earlier, I was like, I haven't actually seen this oh, really? probably since I was a kid. And as a kid, it didn't freak you out at all. No, I remember the legs being like funny. Oh, it's so funny how we. It, it's like a more intense version of that George Harrison video for "I Got My Mind Set on You." <laughs> that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, but this would like for some reason this really freaked me out when I was a kid. Yeah, but the the music for Rock is just classic. Yeah, it's just like classic hip hop. Yeah. Um. So yeah, good call on that one. All right. Oh, this next video is wicked special. Great. Uh. This was sent to me by Uncle Mark in oh. one of his emails responding to a past episode. So this is a grab bag for Uncle Mark then? Yeah. All right, great. I had never seen this before. Okay. He sent it after the episode when we had Katie on and we talked about Talking Heads. Yes. So what this is, and this is sort of a category that I definitely want to make an episode out of and mm-hmm. have been wanting to for a while, which is like homemade music videos and that can be people like shooting their own music video to a song mm-hmm. like a lot of times film students will do that okay or uh, in this case this is someone taking other footage and making a music video out of it oh, so okay. uh, this is a uh, an unusual song from the Talking Heads album Remain in Light called Seen and Not Seen Wait, so the album's called Remain in Light? Yeah, it's the one with Once in a Lifetime oh, in it. Oh, okay, yep. And Cross-Eyed and Painless. Yep, know that one. I don't yeah. know this song, okay. This is, it's sort of like a spoken word mm. over this groove, and it's real unusual. It's almost like a spoken word poem that David Byrne is and reading. And you're a fan, you know the song before yes, the video, yes. but you've never seen this video. Right, because okay. someone just made this on YouTube, and what it does is, they took clips from two different Twilight Zone episodes. Oh my god. And A, I love The Twilight Zone. It's in my top five, possibly top three favorite shows wow, I ever. I did not know that. And it's two episodes I love. Um, one of them is called The Four of Us Are Dying. And it's about a guy who can change his face. Mm-hmm. If he looks at a picture or he sees someone else, he can make his face look like that person. Mm-hmm. 
And then the other one is called The Masks, and it's about an old man who's dying, and like his family are these greedy, venal, uh-huh. terrible people, like his son and daughter and niece and mm. whatever. And they're just waiting him for him to die so he can get their inheritance. And uh, he has them wear these masks, and then like the the masks illustrate their inner terrible qualities so and then when he dies they take the mask off and their real faces are like permanently deformed to look like the masks it's real cool now you can see that there's sort of a parallel yeah in those two storylines just about to say and it's sort of what the talking head song seen and not seen is about oh david byrne as you'll hear like talks about a man who like can alter his appearance Mm -hmm. and the, the guy, like, cut these two episodes so that the scenes, like, really illustrate well. the mm. And it's really kind of freaky and cool because when you hear the song, you'll hear it's all it's kind of ooky in itself. Uh-huh. And then it's got these Twilight Zone clips. Yeah, it sounds... And I, I watched this when Uncle Mark emailed it to me. I was like, this has to be on the show. It's <laughs> so cool. Yeah. And he said it's his favorite Talking Head song. It's always been way up there for me, too. Oh, okay. And it's it's unique. Now, well, I want to hear it first. Yeah. Um, so the person just starts it with the traditional talking head, uh, the Twilight Zone. Okay, yeah, and then it kicks in. Yeah. Now, when you saw this video, did you immediately go, I know these? Absolutely. Know these. You Absolutely. did? Oh, that's so funny. I've seen every Twilight Zone oh many God. times. Yeah. Are they cut together the he does like one episode first and then, and then yeah. goes into the second. Okay. <laughs> so this is the four of us are dying. I mean, it fits really well. Yeah. It's almost like it was made for it. Exactly. Change would be very subtle. Mm-hmm. It might take 10 years or so. Gradually, his face would change its shape. Oh my god. Isn't that awesome? It, not knowing the song and not knowing much of the Twilight Zone, it almost seems like. He made a song about this episode? Yes. Yes. It's not the case, but. Yeah. It feels like these things belong together and have belong together for a long time. Now it switches to the mask. Okay. And the second verse sounds like this episode. Those masks are creepy. Yeah. feel like David Byrne watched these. I mean, yeah, maybe he did. He might not. I maybe, might, but I don't. I think yeah, it's just. He might not even give a crap about the Twilight Zone for all we know, but it, it's so perfectly fit. Yeah, but I give the credit to whichever YouTuber. Yeah, made this YouTuber is great. Full on nightmare. Yeah. 
It's a really creepy episode. This is this is this this was way creepier than the first. Mm-hmm. And he's singing about like some people might have made mistakes. Oh my! God. That's why it feels like it fits. Like he watched yeah. this to get the song for inspiration. Oh my God! Now it's back to the four of us. Oh, so it goes back and forth a little bit. Yeah. At the end of the episode, the guy dies, and you see him. Morph technology in the late 50s wasn't what it is today, but it's kind of a cool effect how they have him, like, transition through the faces he's adopted throughout the episode. One of the actors in that was Mm -hmm. Artemis Gordon in Wild Wild West. Oh. Wasn't that cool? Yeah, again, it was almost, <laughs> it fit almost too well. Yeah, it's really well that, done. Whoever that YouTuber is much Yeah, it's much like fun. when you watch The Wizard of Oz with Dark Side of the Moon mm. behind it. Like, Well, I wouldn't do that because Pink Floyd sucks. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's no. fun to do. Nope. I did it when I was 16. <laughs> that's how I got into Pink Floyd. But that's another, <laughs> that's another, for another episode. That's for another episode. Yeah, I just, I'm, I mean, Talking Heads are my favorite band. Twilight yeah. Zone is my favorite TV this show. Mu- you must have lost your mind when I, your uncle Yeah, I watched it like six times in a row. <laughs> and also, isn't that just a cool Talking Heads song? It is a cool Talking Heads it's song. It's really I like never moody. Heard of it. And, yeah. Because when you said spoken word, I was like, oh boy, here we I go. I know, but... But it's not. It's not. It's, yeah, it's not like a slam poem. It's yeah. <laughs> and he's very subdued about it, so yeah. it's great. And the music is just really sort of it's ethereal. Hypnotic. and Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very hypnotic. And goes with Twilight Zone really well. Yeah. I really. want people to do this with more songs and more Twilight <laughs> more Zone Twilight episodes. More Twilight Zone together. That should become a meme yeah. on YouTube is people cutting music videos out of <laughs> Twilight Zone episodes. I'd watch every we'll one. We'll call it For Paul. Yeah, yeah. So thanks, Uncle Mark, for sending that yes. out. Uh, okay, it's your turn. Yeah. This video I know. Yeah. I know a little bit about I did some research on it, too. Do okay. Do you know the story behind this? I don't know the story behind it. I have formed my own story in my brain. Okay. Yes. Uh, well, let's play it, and then yep. you can tell your story, and then we can talk about what was really going on. Okay, so this is Hollow Notes. She's gone. Yes. And it's a very early Hollow Notes. It's a hit song. People it's know a hit this song. song. It's a hit song, but it was before it's they from really like 73. Broke. Yeah, so it's... Abandoned Luncheonette. Yes. The album. Nice. Uh, so, but you know, Hollow Notes really broke big, like around 80. Yes. Like huge. Right. So they were still... They were big, but they weren't as big as they were. They had a couple of hits in the 70s, but they really exploded. Yeah, they really exploded. They exploded with MTV. Yeah, exactly. And and they were, and they had MTV videos in heavy rotation, and Mm -hmm. they they liked, and they seemed good videos. And And everyone loves them. Everyone loves them. (laughs) They're fantastic. This is one of my favorite songs from them. But the video is like pre-video age. Yeah. And they, well, let's play it. (laughs) Okay. Because... The whole time they're they're doing it. It's also really low quality, it's both low, the audio and the video, because it's like a dub of a dub of a dub. Yeah, and it's looks but people like people know this song anyway, so it doesn't matter if it doesn't sound that. Great. Yes, I mean it looks like it was done in a cable access TV in Cleveland. You know what? You're right. The fuck on. <laughs> it was I'll talk about that after. Yeah. And they're very young looking. They don't look like Hall Oates so much as they did in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Oates has got a full on beard. Uh, uh, Hall, yeah, Daryl Hall looks like he's got like Bowie hair. Yeah, he, yes, very much yes. so. So and John Oates looks so much cooler with the beard instead of the mustache. Agree. <laughs> and I love that this is a John Oates song. Yeah, which makes me happy because there's so many Hall Oates. Okay, in my mind, mm-hmm. 
I take this as they're fucking pissed off that they have to do this video. Someone was like, you got to do a video for it's a promotional they thing. They don't look happy. They don't look happy. And they're like, well, fuck it. We'll do it in a couple of takes. Fine. Whatever it is, <laughs> we're just going to barely do it. And we're going to show our disdain for this for this new technology. Yeah, except that what we're seeing is like low-key weird. Yes. Like they're... Daryl's wearing like a robe and these weird sandals. John's wearing a sleeveless tuxedo shirt with a bow tie and yes. a tu- like tuxedo and pants. And one of them is smoking. I can't remember who, but they're yeah. smoking it. Daryl's smoking like a hookah yeah. or like a big ass pipe. So there is some like whimsy in here. Like they weren't just like, all right, let's just like sit down in our regular clothes and shoot yeah. this thing. Like they're going for something. I can't tell if the director is, and they're like, and they're like, fine, fine, we'll do your ideas. Do, yeah, yes, I unclear. guess. But yeah, the well, whole, they just look pissed off. Well, we'll keep going and yeah. you describe them what's on here. <laughs> I mean, they are like yeah. dead. And dead inside. Now, it could be because... But like they're acting it? Yeah. Yeah. Because she's gone. But here's where it gets ridiculous. Yes. So here's the chorus. So she walks out. There's a, a woman walks from left to right across the yeah. screen. And then the devil walks out because it said, I'll pay the devil to replace her. And they throw money at the devil. And that happens every time the chorus comes out. Every time. When they sing the word, like talk about a literal interpretation of the lyrics (laughs) in a music video. When they sing, she's gone, a woman walks past. Because, I mean, it's, you know, MTV, we know music videos have a lot of quick cuts. Yes. This is just a medium shot of the two of them, cuts into a couple close-ups of each of them. But other than that, no movement. They're just each sitting in a chair on a stage. Yeah. With a little, like, coffee table between them. Yeah, the cameras do not move. Right. Yeah. Except when the chorus comes up, the woman crosses, yep. and then they sing about paying the devil, and a guy in a devil costume crosses, <laughs> and they throw <laughs> they money. throw money. Like, zero energy. Yeah, just, and they're like... Yep, here it fucking is. You're like, this. Jesus, what the f- we're fucking rock stars. What are you doing this stupid shit? For? And that's pro- that's pretty much it. That's, yeah. It just goes for the... F- it, it just does that. But it's such an emotional song. It is. There's so... Like, it's a guy who lost his woman looking yeah. in the mirror. And not only that, but the music videos that we know and love from the 80s are so, like, up-tempo. Oh, yeah. And they're, like, clowning yeah. and dancing and snapping. Like, you and know, like, out-of-touch, man-eater. Yeah, they're all, like, into it. Daryl's always got, like, the yeah. smile. And this is just like, no, we're too fucking cool. Yeah, we're too fucking I love the lyrics of this song, yeah. Daryl gets in and starts wailing. But he said he's not. He's just singing. He doesn't... He lip syncs when the chorus comes up. Yes. And when John's verses come up, he sings his part. But at this part where it's just Daryl singing on the track, he's just stone-faced in the video. He's just smoking. Again, is he refusing Yes. Is he refusing? Or is it just like they're being wacky? Yeah, I can't tell. And now here comes this whole thing again. She goes. she goes to the opposite side. Yeah. <laughs> and John throws the money. John throws the it. <laughs> like I'm sure they had to be reminded. Like, don't forget to throw the money. Yeah. Don't forget to throw the money. And then there's just close-ups of the money right now as the camera pans. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite line. Let the carbon monoxide choke my thoughts away. I love that lyric. He does look cooler. Oh, it looks so cool. Yeah, yeah. They're given enough that I think that it's acting. They're not... 
It seems, yeah, it's hard to tell. They always look like, so pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> or they're stoned, or they're trying to portray that they're really sad and they've oversold it. I think they're being funny. You think it's like they're taking it, it's a joke? Yes. Now, is that this is a joke video? Or I mean, they're turning it into. This is so weird yeah. that they're, they're being funny. Yeah, they're playing it like he's playing the guitar with an oversized jacket on that he can't strum. Yeah. Like comically long sleeves. Yes. <laughs> like, see, if they were really super not into it and the director was like, just do this, they would have been like, fuck you. But I'm. I'm are, but are they. Now they're just walking around in a circle. Like I think they're, they're having fun, man. Are they having fun at the expense <laughs> of the video, or is everyone in on the joke? And now the devil sits there. I think everyone's in on the joke, partly because of what I know about the video, although it could still go either way. Okay, tell me what you know. They It, 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 it was made for public access, all right? Wow. It was a public access music show in, I think, Philadelphia. Which, uh, is, which is where they're, they're from. from. Yep. And the show wanted them to do She's Gone... I, there are conflicting accounts, apparently. Uh-huh. Daryl said they wanted them to do the song live. And he said, no, we don't want to do the song just like as a live performance. We want to make a video. Okay. John said they wanted them to lip sync, like American Bandstand style. Mm. And they didn't want to do that. So if they were going to have to lip sync, then they wanted to make a video. Okay. But either way, this this Philadelphia Public Access Show wanted them to perform the song. They yeah. said, we want to make a video. Okay. So they made the video. Uh, it was their choice to do it for the show. Oh. The woman who walks across is Sarah Allen, their songwriting partner. The song Sarah Smiles is about her. I did not know any of this. That's wow. Sarah. Oh and the God. devil is like their manager. <laughs> the, fun, the, the twist ending uh, is that the show was like, no, we're not going to show that. And they didn't show it. So I don't know who like got this footage and oh put it on YouTube God. or where it was ever first So it was seen. never really shown on that cable access program. Right. Oh my God, They didn't even great. show it, yeah. Because they were like, this is terrible, we're not going to. Right. And it was never on like MTV. No, no, because so, it was pre-MTV and they right. never bothered, yeah. So I don't know if it was ever broadcast on TV at all. If it was ever seen before it was on the internet, oh like who had God. the footage, who put it up there. That's fascinating. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's a way better story than what I came up with in mine. <laughs> it still could have, I mean, it still could have been like that they didn't really want to do it because they had to do it for this public access yeah. show. So there was that resentment. But it's so weird it's and funny, so especially weird. at the end that I think they were just having fun. Yeah. But, oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. Love it. Yeah. Such a weird video for that. Such that a great soul song. Yeah, for a great, great song <laughs> that is like really heartfelt, and it's a heartbreaking song. Yeah, about to learn how to face it. She's gone, and they're just walking around with a <laughs> devil, throwing yeah. money. Yeah, yeah, very. Yeah, they bizarre. look very cool. Yes, they do. That's like the coolest they look because yeah. during the eighties they got really eighties looking. Yeah, and they look really cool here, and they were always great, but much different vibe to the music and the yes, look. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, we were going to see them in concert. Remember? You and I. That's right. Who but I'm out of time. With? Tears for Fears. That's right. Yes. And I was like, I can do it. And then Is I was that like, this no, month? Yeah. Yeah. We found out about that like a while ago. Yeah. And you're like, do you, you want to go? You already knew that you were going to be out of town. Yeah. Uh, the tickets are probably pretty expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, so uh, the next video is a clip from one of my favorite movies, Diner. 
Paul, I did not know that you love Diner because I love Diner. Oh, I love Diner so much. Love Diner. Diner is a movie for me because of how old I am. This yep. might be a generation gap thing again. It came out in '82 or three. Yep, which is when I was born. Yep, but in the '90s when indie cinema became a big mm-hmm. thing on the back of Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. and a lot of movies had that like you know interesting characters having interesting quirky conversations. Yes. indie cinema got very talky in the '90s. Yes, very much so. Which is like one of my favorite things. Love it. Um, but I remember like seeing a lot of stuff on TV and reading a lot of articles about 90s indie cinema and how Diner is sort of like an inspiration for a lot of those Def- It definitely is. Which it definitely is yes. because there's there's barely a plot to this movie at there's all. There's none. It's just guys talking. It's a series of vignettes and it's yes. mostly these this group of friends just having conversations. Yes. Right. So this scene is one of my favorites and this is the scene with Shrevy played by Daniel Stern. Yep. This, like this movie launched careers. Like it's yes, the first time anyone saw Paul Reiser, who's great. The first time anyone saw Steve Gutenberg. Yep. The first time anyone saw Mickey Rourke, yeah, who's so cool in this. So movie. great in his boogie. Yeah. The, the second time for Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. yeah. This is like post Friday the Thirteenth, but oh yeah, and also, also post Animal House. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Tim Daly. Yep. And uh, um, who played Shrevy's wife? I'm Ellen Barkin. Ellen Barkin. It's great. Uh, and da- great young yes. Daniel Stern. Yeah. So this is between Daniel Stern scene. and Ellen Barkin, this is where a great scene. he's upset because his wife has mm-hmm. been messing with his record collection, and he's a music nerd like yep. us. Yep. This is a scene about this show. Like yes. he's like yes, yeah. he's right. He where he he is one of us. Yes. Uh, and they're having an argument, and the thing is, I disagree with what you just said. He is totally out of line <laughs> in this argument. I don't He's know. So wrong, but I also like agree with him. Like I get it. Yeah. Right. Uh, so let's let's just watch it because uh, yeah, it's 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 funny and it's uncomfortable because they're fighting, yes. and then like it gets a little emotional at the end. Yes. And it's just isolated. It's such a good scene. Yeah. And it takes place in the 50s. Yeah. Or, the or 19, 1959, yeah, I think. Yeah. On like the New Year's yes. of 1960. Yes. That's when it happens. Kind of blue. Yeah. Great album. <laughs> this is good too. She's this doing part. her nails. She's... Crossword puzzle. <laughs> she, she just lies. Yeah, it's one of those. It, it sets up right there that the relationship is not good. Yeah. What? Have you been playing my records? Yeah, so. So didn't I tell you the procedure? God, they're so young. Didn't I tell you the procedure? Yes. This is what I mean by like he's wrong. Already he's wrong. He's wrong here, but yeah. there's some things where she gets wrong. A little, well, a little bit. But at the end, when he makes his final point, it's sort of heartbreaking. Yeah. But you told me all about it, Trudy. They have to be in alphabetical order. And what else? <laughs> uh, they have to be filed alphabetically and according to year as well. Okay. The year's a little much. And what else? It's it's all a little much. But again, like I get it. Yeah, I, I get it. Like, even when I like in iTunes, I would go through my MP3s mm. and label them. I would go find like. If I downloaded something off of Greatest Hits, I would go. I would change it to say, like, I'd make sure I knew what the original album it was yeah. on was. I'd go online and get original cover art. 
Oh yeah. From that album and save that over whatever the oh, default great. one was. Like I everything had to be perfect. Yes. Yes. Uh, I did this. And which, I do this now. Yeah. I have with, with my albums it's uh it's alphabetized and genre and year yeah. within it. Uh, and, and my CDs because I still have CDs as well. I think my CDs I just alphabetize them straight up. They're alpha, mine are alphabetized, and then if I have like like because I have a lot of prints, so the mm-hmm. prints has to be all chronological because that's yeah. crazy. If it's oh not. yes, yeah, yes. yes, definitely chronological yeah. within yes. an artist, and then it goes into jazz, and that's all alphabetical, mm-hmm. and then it's the classical, which is all alphabetical. Yeah, I didn't separate by genre. Yeah, but my collection was never that huge either. Yeah. Um, like when I was a teenager. Yeah, that's my was, then, My yeah. funds were limited. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I get this, but it's also like, he's a nerd. Yeah. He's a nerd being a nerd, and she's a, a basically a cool chick. Yeah. And somehow they got married. Yeah, yeah. But she's so cool. He's explaining his nerd procedure yes. to her, and she just doesn't get it. Yeah. She doesn't care. Yeah. Oh, God. But not in a like I don't give a shit no, about exactly. your stuff thing. Yeah, not in like, a shitty way. Yeah, but it's just, like I I spaced out and forgot. That's all. Yeah, she yeah. just doesn't think it's important because yeah. it's really not. It's just his fetish, his yes. nerd, his geek thing. I don't know. Gosh, I don't know. I love well, let me give you a hint, okay? I found my James Brown record filed under the J. That's wrong. <laughs> that's just you don't alphabetize that way. Yeah, that, <laughs> that has nothing to do with music. Yeah, that's because you learned that in school. So that's wrong. <laughs> But to top it off, he's in the rock and roll section instead of the R and B. That's a little much. That's a little much. It's too complicated, Shrevy. See, every time I pull out a record, there's this whole procedure I have to go through. But see, before she kind of snaps at him there, Mm -hmm. and he's yelling at her, she like kind of slumps against the wall because she's embarrassed. Because like it's that thing of. He's a nerd, like yeah. he's lording it over her, and yes. so she feels stupid. Yeah, she's and being belittled. Yeah, he's yes. bullying her. Yeah, yes, absolutely. I just want to hear the music, that's all. I love how she says that. complicated yeah. to just keep my records in the category, okay? Just put the rock and roll in with the rock and roll. Put the R&B in with the R&B. I mean, you're not going to put Charlie Parker in with the rock and roll, would you? Would you? I don't know. Who's Charlie Parker? <laughs> and like, <laughs> yeah. like the look on his face is yes. the look on my face if someone says that to <laughs> yeah. me. You know, You're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Jazz, jazz. <laughs> he was the greatest jazz saxophone player that ever lived. What are you getting so crazy about? Yeah, this is true. He's it's way overboard. Music. Yeah, it's not that big a deal. But it, it is that big. It a is. Deal. Don't you understand? This, this is important to me. Shrevy, why do you yell at me? That this coming up is a great point where she says this. Yeah. Yeah. No. I never hear you yell at any of your friends. Yeah. Look. Yeah. Pick a record. This okay? is bad marriage. Yeah. Just that's bad marriage. Any record. any record. Okay. What's what's the hit side? Good golly, Miss Molly. Okay. Now ask me what's on the flip side. Come on. Just just ask me what's on the flip side, okay? What is on the flip side? Hey, 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 hey. 1958 specialty records. He knows the labels, too. I don't know labels. I don't know labels. No, I do not know labels. See, you don't ask me things like that, do you? No, you never ask me what's on the flip side. Great line. Because I don't give a shit. That's a better line. Who cares about what's on the flip side of a record? I do. do. Every one of my records means something. Yeah. 
the label, the producer, the year it was made, who was copying whose styles, who was expanding on that. Don't you understand? When I listen to my records, they take me back to certain points in my life, okay? Just don't touch my records. Ever. Yeah. He's right and in the, the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, they're just two different people. Like, yes. It's not wrong that he cares. Obviously, neither yes. of us think it's wrong that he no. cares this much about music. Yeah. And knowing the stories behind that's what this yeah. podcast is about. Yes. We're both that guy. Yeah. But her point is equally valid. Like, I just like music. I just want to hear I don't I, have to yes. know everything about it. Yes. And fetishize it the way you do. Yes. But for him, it starts like he's talking about, you know, the labels are important and yeah. the, you know, the evolution of these artists. And then he says the thing about when I listen to music, I remember points of my life. Yes. Now he's talking about like why it's personally important yes, to him. Yes, exactly. And then he makes this next point at the end before he storms out of the house. Yes. Even more like... Sends that home. Yes. The first time that I met you, Modell Sisters High School graduation party, right? 1955. And Ain't That a Shame was playing when I walked in the door. And then this shot of her just, just tearing up. Yeah. It's uh, this. This is funny because this is one of the iconic scenes of this. It movie. kills me because yeah. it's funny, but it's also pretty heartbreaking. Yes. yes. It's a great moment, and it's yeah. one of the few moments. In the movie where it's male female, yeah, where there's really because it's like, mostly dudes, yes. hanging out. Yes, it's so funny because diner. It's so funny that I found this out about you. Diner means a shitload to me. Yeah, but I never saw. I was too young to see it in the theater. Right. I saw it on video, uh, maybe like 1987. I saw it on video in like the 90s. Yeah, because it, it had a big resurgence when video became big. And, yeah, and people discovered it again, and for me. Diner takes me back to when I just started getting into theater, and all of us mm. theater nerds would watch Diner together. Would you do monologues out of it and stuff? No, we would. We would. We would do, yeah. yeah, we wouldn't do it. We would do it in theater, but not for auditions or anything like that. Yeah, but we would do it with each other as like warm ups and stuff like that. And we would all after shows and after play rehearsals, we would go to a diner. Yeah, we would go to Bob's Big Boy. And we'd be like, this is our diner. Yeah. This is our diner. And we would say that constantly. Yeah. Like, this is our diner. Just like the movie. Yeah. And it was like five of us, just like them. Yeah. So, yeah. It just but that's, that, I love the whole movie, but that's my favorite scene. It's, and it also uh, yeah. gets to the heart of like, yes, I'm a nerd about music and yeah. I nerd out over the details. But also the thing he says about like the way music can make you flashback to points in your life. Yeah. And the music you like becomes the soundtrack to your life. Like... You can be nerdy about other things like yeah. video games or comic books yeah. or whatever, even other art. But music, I think, specifically yes. has that quality. It has that ability to take you, you back. Yes, you soundtrack your life yes. with the music you love. And to me, that's why it's like, you know, the thing I nerd out about yeah. the most. Yeah. It can be so specific with its nostalgia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I'll just lie on my bed on a Saturday afternoon with headphones on for, like, hours listening to music. Oh, that's great. And, like, if I want to flash back to, like, junior year of high school, I know yeah. what albums to put yeah, on. Yeah, you're like, I'm going to put this on and just think about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I love it. Um, oh, so, so I just love this because I'm like, they're both right and they're yep. both wrong. Yep. And it's just so good. <laughs> so good. Yeah. All right. Uh, yes, a little bit of a change of yeah, attack we'll on this flip one. Flip it up this, a little bit. You sent me the video to Missy Elliott's yes. 
I'm really hot. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, it's my favorite Missy Elliott song. Okay. And uh, it's also one of my favorite uh, dance videos because the dancing in it is really good. Okay. This is. I I, vague, I remember the song. This is like mid two thousands. It's like two thousand, uh, more like two thousand two, two thousand three. Okay. Yeah. Um, but maybe when I watch the video, I'll recognize it. But this is the one, one of the ones you sent me, and I'm like, I don't think I know what this is. So okay. I didn't watch it. So you'll have to talk me through this one. It's 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 a uh, we can play it now. It's okay. one of those things where it was like still videos matter, and they, you're like, wow, they put a bunch of money into this video. Yeah. Uh, it's when they still had directors going. This Brian Barber directed mm-hmm. this video, so it was a big deal to have a big name director. Um, and it's got a very, it's got that kind of Hong Kong uh, cinema vibe. Sure, this looks like Kill Bill. Yeah, a little bit. A lot of yellow. Yeah. You'll have to watch this on musicraygun.com slash playlist to understand what they're saying. Yes. We don't have time to translate. No. <laughs> it's going far too fast. But Two gangs of women are about to start fighting. Yeah. There's going to be a dance-off, which is okay. big to me. I'm a big dance-off fan. And there's a lot of uh, clown makeup because this one that well that was like Paul Stanley's makeup from from Kiss. Yes, but there's also clowning became a dance thing around this time. Oh. Same time crumping came around. Okay. It became a big thing in the early aughts. Um, and everyone in this video, every woman in this video is amazingly good dancer, and I love this video. And I love Missy Elliott. I mean, I love Missy. She is great. But the dancing, I mean, just, it's insane. And they all look really cool. Yeah, yeah that's cropping. Um, I'm always a fan of videos that have dance-offs, mm-hmm. and they show the dancers, and then they cut to the other gang, and the other gang's like, you ain't shit. And I just love that look of, like, you guys suck, wait till you see what we do. That always really, for some reason, just pumps me up. This is also around the time, shortly before, like, the, uh, what were those dance movies in the 2000s? Oh, like Step Up? Yes, yes. 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 Did you go see all those? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You got served? Yeah. I saw you got, you got served. Yep, you got served. Do I have you got served on DVD? Yeah. <laughs> you got served on DVD. So oh, you're I, still into dance? Yes. Do you watch So You Think You Can Dance? Yes. Oh, I love that show. That's great. I did. Oh, mm-hmm. season comes out like next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always do it. And I'm doing it and doing it and doing it well. Um, and then she always puts these little kids in the videos who are the best dancers everywhere. This, this little girl has been in like four of her videos. <laughs> And they're just like, like another bad creation. Yeah, it's right. just they just kill it. And People who can dance to me, it's like doing magic. Like I, <laughs> yeah, I it's it's. And it, I can't even do the Running Man, which looks like the simplest <laughs> thing. It's harder than you think. But yeah, it's harder than you think. I mean, this I watch like, tutorials about how to moonwalk, and like I still can't figure out. Moonwalking like, is hard because you're actually supposed to be going forward. You're pushing forward right. to go back. Yeah, yes. it's. This, I'm just not a coordinated person. <laughs> it's, it, it takes it, effort. It, 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 on a basic level. I can moonwalk to the side, which is, I can't moonwalk backwards. No? Okay. This is the remix because of the video, so they can just do some more dancing. This is not <laughs> in the original version. I love Dance Cruise. I love Dance Cruise so much. <laughs> and there's a big pause. There's a close-up of people fighting and snapping their fingers. And they'll get... 
no, right back into the dancing. But yeah, I love Dance Cruise. Yeah. Like, I, I like So You Think You Can Dance, but I'm a pretty basic dude. Like, so when they have, like, the contemporary dancers, I'm like, I don't understand this. I just want to see, like, the B-Boys. Yeah. Like, well, I want to see hip-hop dance. I, I get more excited when the B-Boys are there. Yeah, yeah. If the contemporary ones are doing it to a song that's particularly moving, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I do get that way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's mostly the B-Boys. Um, and if you guys watch this video, because uh, it's uh, two different crews... I say that the crew dressed in black won. Okay, yeah, they don't make it definitive in the video. There's no definitive. Yeah, this came out, I'm pretty sure this was out when I was in college. Okay. I yeah, remember, this the, like, like I said, I remember the song, but I don't think I've do seen it. Do you know the song, the Let Me Work It? Oh, yeah, of course. That's from this album. All right. Yeah, and this was the second single from it. Yeah. Yes. That um, was cool as hell. Yeah, I just, we needed to put a little hip hop in this <laughs> All right. Uh, Kirk. Mm-hmm. Greg. <laughs> yes. Jeff. Yeah. Other people we used to work with. <laughs> yes. Do you know anything about techno? Little bit. Well, I already educated you about punk. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have techno? Let's let's solve techno right now. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's, this, let's solve techno. Yeah. This is a, this is a scene from a movie called Vibrations from 1996, starring James Marshall, who played uh, Laura Palmer's secret boyfriend James on Twin Peaks, the, okay. the motorcycle kid. Never saw it. That's okay. Uh, the, I've never seen the movie. The plot of it is something like... No, I've never seen Twin Peaks either. Okay. Okay. I basically... I, I know this clip from the internet. I've never seen the movie. Oh, okay. But I looked up what the movie's about, and I'm still not sure. Something like this kid gets his hands chopped off, and then he gets, like, uh, like robot hands, and then he becomes a musician with his robot hands. Is it a horror movie? I don't know. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, this is a, this scene will speak for itself. Also, Christina Applegate. Oh, oh well. Yeah, brunette in 90s. I'm looking great. Uh, so, yeah, this video on YouTube is just called Do You Know Anything About Techno? Okay. But, but it's the... It's, and at the end of this clip, you will know everything about techno. <laughs> it's a clip from the movie. Yes, the movie Vibrations. Oh, my God. Which I don't think anyone's ever seen. No. That's where it all happens. So... You know anything about techno? <laughs> oh, that dude! Yeah. Oh yeah, that doesn't sound like techno. Sweet techno. techno. Oh, that's not techno. See, the idea is to get the vibe going. Oh, there we go. Look at that fucking hair on him. <laughs> Holy god. You maintain the vibe with a trans-inducing face. Oh, if, if you think that's poetry, keep listening. <laughs> This guy's description of this is the slam poem you were looking oh for earlier. Oh my god. And James is getting into it. Did you hear what he said? Well, no, what did he say? We're primal heading for cosmic. We start using that. Kirk, do you know what that means? No. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it doesn't mean shit. <laughs> it's just shit that's being said. So hang on a second. James Marshall is the guy with hands that are. Yeah, he gets like uh, like um, robot hands. Like he gets robot hands. hands. Yeah. What do they call it when you're part bionic? 
Cyborg. He cyborg. gets cyborg hands. He gets cyborg hands. Does yeah. he have them now? I think he does. I'm okay. not sure. I've never seen the movie. Okay. It doesn't matter. Well, I'm asking you these yeah. questions. I should not be. <laughs> we'll have to do. We'll have to do like a music rig on Movie Club, where every few episodes we'll watch a music movie and then like download oh. our thoughts about it as uh, an episode. That's definitely going to be an episode. And the, we'll, I don't know if we should watch this movie. I think we probably should. <laughs> we might have to watch this movie because yeah. this is fast. But let's keep learning about what techno yeah, cause is. Because I'm not learning enough. Here's Christina Applegate. Oh my god. She's gonna learn too. Go acid. Oh, I see he does have the hands. See, we're going on a psychotically calibrated, electronically executed, digitally compressed, hustling screening journey to sonic rudeness. Oh my god. The world is coming to an end, but we don't care. I'm just saying things because they're in the script. The, how much do you want to like bully this kid, this nerd? <laughs> a lot, a lot. <laughs> this is not a music learn nerd I like at all. He has whatever he's got coming to him. Yep. <laughs> Nothing can doom this groove. Nothing can doom this groove. I hope that that was the tagline on the poster oh, for this movie. Nothing can do vibrations, and then the smaller text. Do nothing can do this groove. And this James Marsden with hands up, and then here's a real nerd because he's got a fanny pack. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I, I just wish that they were laughing at him and not like really. Oh, Christina Applegate. Oh, she's so into she's it. She's so in it. And then, there's and then uh, for the third time in a row, Rick Moranis <laughs> makes an appearance. Got a young Rick Moranis wannabe going, yeah, I get techno now. And there's an alligator painted on the it's wall. Not, yes. It's not really Rick Moranis for no, the listeners. But it, but it might as well be. <laughs> Batshit crazy. Un- and that was 96? 96, yeah. Wow. It looked like it was 90. Like they were like yeah. s- like six years off. Of yeah, it. I saw the clip on YouTube first, and then I was like, "Let me find out what the hell this is yeah. from." I had to look in the YouTube comments before I found someone who said, "Oh, this is from such and such oh, movie." Wow. And then I googled the movie. I was like, "That was '96." Jesus, that seems like it's '90. It yeah, seems yeah. so ridiculously outdated. But I just thought that was funny. that's hysterical. And that's... also, I like don't like or care about techno or or any EDM really. I'm completely indifferent to it. Yeah, I don't so, hate it, but it doesn't really do anything for me. So, so. to me, as someone who thinks techno is kind of stupid, I that this, really this enjoy pro- that this clip. proves yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I think about techno. <laughs> yeah, I don't love all music. <laughs> yes, yeah. thank God. You know how a lot of people go like, I listen to everything except country and rap. Yeah. I like country and rap, but I'll, I'm like, I listen to everything except EDM. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah that's that's for right. like computer programmers and uh, yeah. and ravers. Yes. On high off energy drinks. Okay. Uh, Kirk. Yes. What is Maserati? Paul? Because I don't, I didn't watch the video. It says, here's the video on YouTube is called Maserati, which I assume is the band. Yep. 100 miles per hour. Official music video, so I assume that's the name of the song. And yep. then it says two very important words. Yes. Prince Protégés. Yes. That's a little bit of hyperbole, but yes. Okay. This is why I wanted to do this show, because of this video. Okay. <laughs> uh, and there's This a- is why you wanted to do this. Music Raygun? <laughs> music Raygun. Just for this. After this, this is, I quit. Is this something that like you regret not putting on the first episode that you forgot or something? Or 
I think so. I think it was, I was either going to put this on or the family, and I chose the family. Okay. Uh, so I'm glad we got this one, because this yeah. is a fascinating story. Okay. Okay. Uh, before we play it, I'll, I'll pump you up a little bit about Maserati. Maserati was a band that was uh, formed, discovered by Brownmark, who was Prince's bassist in the Revolution. Okay. So, uh, and this was around the mid-80s when Prince is at his highest power, and um, he had Paisley Park and Paisley Records. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brown Mark had discovered this band, Maserati, and they're a funk rock band. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not so much, they're not really like the time where they were that slick. They were a little, a little bit harder, but they're still funky. Okay. And uh, Prince signed them to his label, Paisley Park, and they had an album. Uh, I think it was called 100 Miles Per Hour. 100 Miles Per Hour is the song that they're known for. It was a medium hit. Um... Medium R&B hit. It, it, it played on MTV. It played on BET. Uh, and that was basically it. But mm-hmm. there's a whole other story behind it, which I love to death and makes me happy every time I tell it. But uh, Is it definitely 100% true or is it like one of those apocryphs? 100% true. Okay. 100% true. So let's play a little bit of it. This is... On a scale of 1 to 10, how ashamed of myself should I be that I've never heard of Maserati? You should not be ashamed. Okay. It's they're pretty not, obscure. They're pretty obscure. Okay. They they should have been bigger. The album which I have it says is, you. Is, <laughs> it's not it's not as big. You'll hear hundred miles per hour and you're like, oh this sounds like a song that belongs on. Maybe Prince. I'll recognize it. I'm not sure. It, it, it has a whole Prince vibe. Oh yeah, I can already tell. Yeah. yeah. And I think I'm not, I'm not sure Prince wrote this for them, but he did have something to do with it, like help produce it or sang background oh, but this, on it. It's like low-budget Prince. Yes. Yeah. Yes, low-budget Prince. So it's just a bunch of uh, funk guys, all kind of looking like Prince. Yeah. And that sound is very Prince-like. Well, this guy looks like Flock of Seagulls, yeah. but same difference. So, I love this song. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So, this was a medium hit. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't by... A, it probably hit the R&B top 40. Yeah. It got a lot of play on MTV. Here's the hook. Because I love this oh, song. Oh, yeah. It sounds really princely. Yes. So, yeah. So, obviously, because it was produced by Brown Mark, his bassist. Like, people heard this on the radio and they were like, oh, this must be the new Prince song. Exactly. Clearly. And yeah. uh, the whole album basically sounds like this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, here's the best Prince song about it. So, they're in the studio recording in Paisley. Yeah. And Prince comes in the studio and they're like, oh, hey, Prince, hey, Prince, you doing? And they start, like, not really busting balls, but they're like, hey, Prince, why don't you write us a song? Yeah, write us a song, Prince. Come on, write us a song. <laughs> and Prince goes, okay, I'll write you a song. Goes away for like an hour. Yeah. He comes back Shut with a song. It <laughs> gets even better. He comes back with a song. Yeah. And uh, they're like, and he's like, here, take it. Do whatever you want with it. I don't care. And it's kind of like a bluesy ballad. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, well, we didn't really want a ballad, but we can work with this. And so they kind of like funk it up a little bit mm-hmm. and up tempo it a bit. And they're like, oh my God, we really got something here. This is actually pretty fucking cool. So the next day, they go back into the studio and they're like, Prince. Want to hear what we did their song? Yeah. They play it for him, and he goes, "Yeah, I want my song back." Yeah. <laughs> that song was "Kiss." Yes, I've heard that story, yes. but I didn't realize that Maserati, like, because yes. I'd never heard of Maserati. The song was "Kiss," and they're just yeah. like, "What?" 
Now, I've heard. Did we even talk about that? We on might our have. Because I might definitely have. heard that story. Yes. But did it make? While you were telling it, I was going to ask. Like, didn't that happen with another yes. song? No, that's that. That's Maserati. That's yeah. Kiss. Okay. Now I've heard. The, I've heard the Maserati version. I have the Maserati version. So have I. Because yes. when I like read about that on the internet, yeah. I went on YouTube and listened to their original version. And it it sounds a little like Prince. And Prince is obviously so much better. Right. There's a way better guitar solo because it's Prince. Yeah. Um, and an even better story. So. Prince is like, yeah, I'm taking my song back. Yeah. <laughs> and he got it. And it became Kiss, which was one of his biggest hits ever. Sure. He feels bad about it. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to give you another song. Yeah. And and he gives him the song. And the lead singer is like, I'm not singing this song that you just gave me. It's way too sexual. I'm not doing it. I don't want this song. Okay. And Prince is like, okay, fine. You don't have to have it. He gave it to the time four years later. And that was Jerk Out. Ah, so Maserati lost twice because <laughs> Jerk Out was the time's biggest hit. It's bigger. It's it was bigger on the charts than it was Jungle Love. Really, it was their comeback album. Okay, and that was their biggest hit. I don't think I know it. Yeah, you don't know Jerk Out, the song Jerk Out. I don't think so. Jerking Not by everything in sight. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the hook. don't keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Um, no, that's not. <laughs> it was a huge song. Yeah. Uh, it was usually, it might have been number one too. Yeah. But it was uh, he gave it to Maserati in like '85, and yeah. it was like, here, just take this song instead. Yeah. I feel bad, and they're like, no, nah, I'm not singing about jerking out. I'm not doing it. And so in '88 maybe or '89, uh, gave it to Morris. Yeah, they were having a reunion, and yeah. he's like, do you want jerk out? And Morris is like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do want this song because I'm not an idiot. I'll take whatever <laughs> you give me, Prince. Yes. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and that's why I, I, I love... When this song came out, I loved this song. And I had the cool, album. Yeah. And, but I just love the story that Maserati's got fucked. Here's the part of the story that I bet... That I, like, question a little bit. Like, they ask Prince to write him a song. He says, okay. He goes away for an hour or whatever. Yeah. Comes back with a song. We know how prolific Prince is. Especially after he died, they found, yeah. like, so many songs yeah. that he just never recorded. I'm sure he'd had that one written already. Right? I, and he's you, like, I'm just going to go away and then yeah. come back in a reasonable amount of time where I can pretend like I just wrote this. <laughs> that could be true. but yeah. Or at least he had like he had an inkling of it and he had like it already on deck. Yeah, yeah. He was like in the chamber and he's like, okay, I'll, just, I'll finish me. this thing. And yeah. yeah, here you go, guys. <laughs> and that was Kiss. Yeah, I mean, this is like low-budget Prince yeah. copycats. But even a low-budget yeah. Prince copycat... It's pretty fucking yeah. great. And this could have been maybe a little bigger, but they never really promoted it. Yeah, yeah. It There's was, always those, like, half hits that don't... Yes. Have, like, for me, because of how old I am, they're all from the 90s. Yeah. Like, songs I remember for, that were on the radio and then disappeared kind of instantly. Yeah, but I'm this like, was one yeah. of those. But that's the sad... Like, hey, remember Alcohol by Howlin' Maggie? No. <laughs> no, see, just like shit like that. Just like 100 miles per hour. That's for another episode. Yes. All right, uh, we talked about punk a little bit earlier. Yeah, because I know about punk now. I love punk. Do, but do you, I mean... I feel like I love punk now, Paul. I'm glad that you feel that way, <laughs> but I feel like there's so much to punk Do I need to learn need more? To, you need to learn a little right. more. Let's watch another commercial for another compilation. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm not... Oh, okay, I see it now. Oh, my God. I think I know this. this. Chipmunk punk. You know the chipmunks? Yeah. Alvin, Simon, Theodore. Yes. Well, in the 80s, they became punkers. And this is their punk album. Called Chipmunk Punk. Chipmunk Punk. Available on album, tape, and 8-track? 
It looks that way. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah. Let's see what punk songs. All right. Let's see if it's more. Punk over the year, Simon, Theodore, and Elvin bring you their fantastic versions of today's top hits. Just listen. All right, the cars. We got them again, and they're the ones on the other compilation yeah. who I think we gave. You can kind of give it to got them. the closest. Yes. Definitely not punk, but no. most adjacent. Oh, yeah. Hey, Tom Petty? Hey, who's your favorite punk singer? <laughs> oh, Tom Petty Tom for Petty, sure. That's, yeah, he's uh, punk he's as fuck. hardcore punk. <laughs> and in case all people hear is annoying squeaking, this is Refugee. Yes. Oh my god. You know this song? I love this song. This is The Knack. Oh, okay, yeah, This yeah, is yeah, like yeah. the third single yes. off of uh, Get The Knack. After Good Girls Don't and uh, uh, My Sharona. My Sharona, yeah. yeah. Frustrated. It's great. Okay. Again, like, not really. Not really. Kind of adjacent. Yeah. I love the knack. They were sort of like a punker, like a yeah. punk influenced new wave. Yeah, but they're definitely, I well, feel like they were in the new wave vein. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh more knack. Oh, hey, oh, hey, guess what, Kirk? <laughs> the Chipmunks also covered Good Girls Don't no. off of Get the Knack. Because that's all they could do. There's only three songs. Yeah. How, how much you want to bet there's another Knack song on there, man? Could there be My Sharona? <laughs> could it be? Is that what's next? So? Okay. Okay. That has to be a fucking boldface lie, right? Yeah. There's no Over way. a million copies That's a sold. lot of copies. You're telling me Chipmunk Punk yeah. went fucking platinum? No. Off of TV sales? No. I... I <laughs> I look, look, I know that record sales were different back then. Yeah. Now, if you sell like 18,000 copies, you're number one. Yes. It. it was much easier to go platinum in the 80s and 90s than it is now. But still. Yeah. No. This is just false advertising, yeah. isn't it? I, I, don't, I refuse to believe that even if it is. Are they getting away with it? Because maybe they're saying like combined Chipmunks albums. Yes, I bet you that's what it is. <laughs> the You're chipmunks. combining from when they started. Yes, the Chipmunks have sold yes. over a million albums. Yes. Not Chipmunk Punk. No. All right, let's keep going. Because <laughs> I want to... What else is on this Yeah, album? I need to know more. collection have already been sold. And now we're proud to bring you this unbelievable... Money back guarantee. Oh, you, you can get it in Schaumburg, Illinois. I don't know that song. It's not uh, The Knack. <laughs> okay. That's Queen. <laughs> Not only is it Queen, because some Queen is like kind of metal, like yeah. early Queen or like Dragon Attack yeah. on the same album that this is from. Crazy little thing. Crazy called little thing called that, which is like their throwback, like Elvis. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Super punk. Super punk. Oh. Crazy little thing called Love is less punk than anything on punk. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hundred percent. It's, it's great just like, to, It's just rock and roll. Is anything yeah, rock and just, roll? Yeah, counts. it's just it's rockabilly. Yeah. Also, it looks like they didn't get the rights to the chipmunk. These are some fucking half-ass drawings. Yeah, the they're really half-ass. It's like a kid did them. Like Ross Bagdasarian himself is not behind. <laughs> no, not even. Punk. Not even. Yeah, Billy Joel. Billy Joel doing trying to do new wave though. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay, my Sharona. There yeah, yeah. So right. they covered the yeah. entire hey, catalog. There are ten songs on this album, and fucking three of them <laughs> are the knack. Oh, they didn't give a fuck. They didn't care about this at all. They threw it together. Chipmunk Punk, everyone's favorites. Simon, Theodore, and Elvin. Someone just went, hey, Chipmunk Punk, it rhymes. 
let's sell it. <laughs> Someone just said that. Yeah. They, that, that's why it is. They're like, we can get access to the songs. Yeah. Chipmunk punk it rhymes. Let's just let's fucking do it. Who was listening to the chipmunks? Like obviously like little kids, I little guess. Kids, but, but really, would a little kid sit there and listen to a whole album of that front to back? I can't imagine. It's I so irritating. can't imagine. It's so grating. <laughs> and this was like if this is the eighties, the chipmunks weren't that. Well, they weird. revived the chipmunks when I was a kid. When they had a much, you remember the chipmunks movie? Yeah, like the they one were, with yeah. uh, Dave Cross and. No, 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 no. The animated one from like 1990. Oh, God, no, I don't. It, they they had a new Chipmunks animated series in the late 80s huh. that was like real, like well animated, like DuckTales, but mm. with the Chipmunks. I watched that when I was a okay. kid. Okay. And then they had a theatrical release of an animated yeah. movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Not the new ones with the computer animation, but... Oh, okay. But this is like right before that. Yeah. So this is before the Chipmunks got a revival... But way after they were popular yeah. in the 60s, 60s or whatever. Yeah, way after. So, it, I mean, I think this is an official Chipmunks release, but the drawing is just so fucking half-assed. Yes. Like, it, they, they just gave this assignment to someone's nephew who's yeah. like, I want to be a good art school. Like, just like, give it to the kid, yeah. <laughs> for God's sakes. Oh, God, the cynicism of all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's unbelievable. But if you like the knack, man, the th- <laughs> <They got> all <laughs> three singles <laughs> off of Get the Knack... <laughs> Are on Chipmunk. You really punk. don't even need to get the next album. You can just get Chipmunk Punk because yeah. they have the three songs. Well, so now, Kirk, I think yes. you understand what. Now punk I is. now I officially am a punk expert. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> I've never learned so much punk in my life. All right, this is your last video yes. that you sent me. Once again, I don't know what the hell it is. It just says the title of the video is just "Process and the Do Rags." Yes. This is well. Let's just play it because there's not a lot behind it. Okay. And other than the reason why I did it. So, Process and the Do-Rags is a singing group from the mid-80s. They weren't huge at all. I already love it, but this is that. It's it's going to change immediately because uh, they start out in the 50s. They're doing like a, yeah. Like the street corner doo-wop song. And then it's going to start to become a little bit of modern time. You'll, okay. you'll hear this. You'll hear the song. Is this from the eighties? This is like somewhere between like eighty three and eighty five. I think. Uh, I think. Is this another like Prince protege? It's not. Okay. But you are close. It is Rick James protege. Shut up. Nope. Okay, because here's the thing that you might remember about me. Last year, I read Glow, the autobiography yes, of Rick James. Yes. I don't remember. I remember him talking about like the Mary, Mary Jane, Jane girls. That's because they were successful. Okay, so this is another. I don't remember. Maybe there's one or two references to process and the do rags, but it doesn't ring any bells. They were not. It wasn't a big hit. Yeah, it wasn't big. They were. They uh, the lead. Uh, they were the backup singers. Uh, the the lead singer of process and the do rags. Yeah, is one of the backup singers for Rick James. Oh. And Rick James came up with this album called Process and the Do Rags. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he just he just had a lot of bass that day and was like, <laughs> I'm gonna put, do an album just for you, pal. Yeah. And so they have. This is their one song that I know of called yeah. Stomp and Shout. Okay. It wasn't a big hit. I just know that the... I don't remember hearing it on the radio. Just know of it on video. And you'll hear it. You say, it sounds a little bit like 80s Rick James. So like as Maserati is to Prince, yes. Process and the Do-Rags is exactly. to Rick James. That is exactly right. And it's, I think it's like five guys, singing yeah. group, all dressed great. Again, in that new edition vein, 
Are they ever going to like them, or is it just like this? <laughs> They'll play? let them in a sec. Okay. But this is definitely a Rick James sound. Yeah. Way more horns. Yes, way more horns. Yeah. Here he goes. Oh, hell yeah. They're all wearing different colors. Yes. Now... This looks like a David Allen Greer character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the name process and the derives. That's that's a cool. It's a great jokey name. name it's yeah. a great name. Yeah. I mean, and and the dancing is fine, mm -hmm. but it's almost like it does feel like almost a little jokey. Like they're they're doing like a parody of a singing group. Yeah. And here's the hook. Let's turn this mother out. Yeah. This is cool, man. Now, the reason why I played this is because I didn't own this or anything like that. Yeah. But I remember seeing this video on, uh, probably on uh, uh, BET Video Soul. Because that was the only way I would have seen it. Mm hmm And never heard it on the radio. And then I forgot about it. Yeah. And then, like, a couple of years ago, I was convinced that I made this up in my head. <laughs> Yeah. Because yeah, I've never heard time. of it. Yeah, and you're like, did I? was there a band called Process and Direct? Or am I just kind of like making things up in my head? Yeah. And so, of course, YouTube. So I looked at Process and Direct. I was like, oh my God, this was a thing. This was a real thing. I didn't Were you a little up. disappointed because if it wasn't really a thing and you had made it up, you now had that band name <laughs> yes. and you could use it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, you couldn't use uh, it. But yes. like, you could like write a <laughs> Write a thing about, about, about Process and Direct. <laughs> but it's... Um, it's so like it's so bizarre, and it didn't go. It didn't go anywhere. They didn't yeah. really do anything, but they had an album. They had a great name, and they had this song, and they had Rick James behind them. Yeah, and it's like a low budget Rick James. Yeah, it's a low budget. Rick and it looks James. like a deleted scene from uh, the Five Heartbeats. Five Heartbeats. Yes, yes. exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we're so insane. Yeah, I mean that's what I thought when I saw this. In the Five Heartbeats came much later. Yeah. I mean, this is about five or six years before of it. But, yeah, and it's like the dancing's like... It's no budget. No, no budget. budget at no all. Budget. Like, they're, yeah, the whole video is then, like, on stage, but there's no, like, audience. Yeah. I mean, for uh, for a video that was obviously made for $2, Yes. great job. Yeah. Um, the dancing's not as cool as no, the new edition it's did it. It's as cool as the boys. Yeah, as cool as the boys. <laughs> yep, pretty boys. It's also interesting too. To me, these guys look like men. Yeah, yeah. Process could be like forty. Yeah, they could be forty. They could be late twenties. I'm assuming his name is Process, or it could be like a Hootie and the Blowfish thing, where that's just the name of the band. That's a good. His thought. name isn't necessarily process. process. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah. I'm going to call him Process. <laughs> I'm going to call him Process just because that's the name of the band. Yeah. But yeah, I. Yeah, for a while I was like, I don't know if this is a real thing that exists or if I made it in my head. And then I thought, I was like, oh my god. Thank God for YouTube. Yeah. Because yes. without it, you would have just struggled with that thought for the rest <laughs> of your fucking life. Exactly. Like, people used to have questions like that, and then yeah. they would just walk around not knowing. Yeah, they're like, get out. <laughs> you know? And you'd maybe ask a friend, and they're like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. I, I remember asking my parents, like, what did you do, like, when you, if you were just having a dinner party and you had a question about, like, yeah. who was in that movie? Like, how would you know? They were like... We called the library. <laughs> oh, was the library You just called like the reference section at the library and they'd go and look it up for oh you. Oh my god, that's hysterical. <laughs> that's hysterical. And if it was Sunday, you were fucked. Yep. You're like, you're well, like I'll wait, wait, yeah. we'll wait till Monday, we'll, I'll call you on the phone. But it's not like they can look this shit up. No. Like, 
make it look up basic facts, but it's like, yeah. was there a process <laughs> in the Durags or like, did Hall and Oates ever make a video <laughs> yeah. in 1973 that no one ever saw? <laughs> <laughs> That's why YouTube is the greatest. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they're doing dances that are about three or four years too late. <laughs> Well, everything about this is pretty retro. Yeah, it's pretty retro, but not in like a, hey, we're just going retro. Yeah. Um, yeah, now we're doing a little, right? Oh, here. They whip out do rags and shout do rag here. Yeah. I mean, that's great. <laughs> and now they put their do rags on. Oh, he looks so awesome. Yeah. I mean, look how cool it looks with the do rag. That was great. Yeah, I love that kind of shit. It's just random stuff from your childhood. Speaking of random stuff from, well, this is probably, this is more random stuff from your childhood. Oh, for the final one, you put something from me? Yeah, we're going to revisit a TV show we visited before, okay. the Billy Joel episode. Remember when he sang a new version of Just the Way You Are with Oscar the Grouch on Sesame yes, Street? Yes, I do. This is a clip from Sesame Street. Okay. This is from, I think, 71 or 2. So just a few years into Sesame Street, this is from an episode called Stevie Wonder Visits. And wow, you can look. He performed on Sesame Street Superstition in its entirety, and it is so much hotter than the, the version you know from Talking really? Book. Really, the version of Superstition that Stevie Wonder does on Sesame Street is mind blowingly awesome. Oh my god, yeah, with like a bunch of little kids dancing yeah. around because it's Sesame Street, yeah, and it's 71. Or we're not gonna watch it? that, we're oh, not watching that. Okay, I encourage anyone to look it up. Yes, we're gonna watch another song he did on Sesame Street that he clearly wrote for his appearance on Sesame Street because the name of the song is 123 Sesame Street. Oh, I love that he wrote a song. And it is awesome. It is as good as Superstition. This is the... Well, maybe not. That's that's a big claim. 70s Stevie Wonder is This is peak greatest. Stevie Wonder. This I is like this. talking book, intervision Stevie Wonder. Oh, that's the best Stevie that's the best yes. Yeah. On Sesame Street, doing an original song for Sesame Street with full band. Yeah. This is really cool. Okay. And this is how I wanted to close the show. Full band. Because, oh yeah, horn section, backup singers. Because Sesame Street just makes me feel good. Yeah. And I think for most people it makes you feel yeah. good. Mr. Rogers, Sesame Street. Yeah. LeVar Burton. Oh, Reading Rainbow is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, let's watch this and feel good. Oh, I mean. Already, right? Already. Just that sound. Just that, and then the that camera Steve right there on yeah. his organ. yeah. Oh, start again because it's just that. Yeah. Just oh, that those that notes, bit. those three notes alone. Yeah. Uh, I get chills. That's a talk box. That's how. You yeah, do that's it. how you do it, Foxy. Oh, look at this group. Oh my God, this is so good. I love the backup singer. Yes. This is yeah, this is his band because I recognize the drummer. Oh my god, dude. This is so great. Yep. I I mean, like this is a song you could put on like a real not like a Stevie Wonder at the peak of his powers. It's not a kid song, it's a Stevie Wonder song. Uh, and everyone in this band is so cool. The two nerdy white horn players. They're just killing it. The chubby Urkel on bass. Yeah. Guy on the bongo is yeah. just sitting down. Oh my god. 
This is so good. Oh, the Look little the kid, kid playing, playing with the bell. I love this kid. And these kids are older than me. Yeah. These kids are, yeah. These kids are like 50. Oh my god, and this just makes me so happy. And it's just a simple song, yeah. but it's so funky. Oh my god. <laughs> I love that it must have been like, Stevie, you want to go on and just like do one of your songs on yeah. this? And he's like, yeah, let me just do something. I'm, I'll, I'll write something for you guys. Yep. Will you? <laughs> Thank you. I mean, if, I, if this is Sesame Street lyrics to an existing Stevie Wonder song, I've never I heard I don't it. think it is. This is an original yeah, song. For, yeah. 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 I, this is my favorite. Like, I was never a big little Stevie Wonder fan. I was a performer. Right, time. right, right. The Motown. Yeah, and then by the 80s. When I was old enough, I was like, nah, I'm not a really big fan. And I only, I know all this, I have all his old 70s stuff because mm-hmm. it's like, my dad's stuff. Yeah. So I have all these albums, and that's how I fell in love with him. Oh, he's so cool. <laughs> yeah, and also, by the way, he's like 21 here. Yeah, yeah. 21, and just like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I, I got it. Yeah. I got it. But, I mean, what happened, because he fell off so hard in the 80s. It's like, yes, it's like 1980 hit. 19 hit and he had for me the one last song of his that I like which is Overjoyed okay is that after the ha- Happy Birthday that's a good question I don't know so, Happy Birthday is good that's on Hotter Than July which yes. I think it's still 70s it's still 70s Overjoyed was off of the 80 and that's yeah. a great ballad and then the 80s something happened yeah where and he was like part time lover and I just called to say I love I, you yeah I just called to say I love you is like the famously sort yeah. of like what, what what's happened to Stevie yeah but the 70s Stevie but when he was in his 20s in the 70s with you know talking book inner visions yeah. songs Secret in the Life key of life plants. yeah yeah uh, all of it just great stuff yeah yeah I, I mean it's like Prince levels of quality oh, yeah. like the run he had in the 70s is unbelievable and in the middle of it he went on Sesame Street and did that and shit. Did, and did his own original thing and killed yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, that's the perfect They don't make way. Sesame Street like that anymore. No. It's so much cooler back then. They still have, like, cool musicians come on and do fun parodies. Yeah. But, like, just straight up having Stevie come on and doing Superstition and that. And, like, and then yeah. he also did some of the skits with, like, the Muppets. Yeah. You know, the monsters and stuff. But this is great, too, because it's a simple song. He's yeah. not trying to be cute or clever. Yeah. He's doing a song for little kids that is funky and Yeah, the awesome. funk is off the charts Yes, on it. Yeah. but with just saying one, two, three, ABC, Sesame Street. Ah, oh, yeah. so good. Well, that's the last video of the episode, Kirk. That made me very happy. Just one last little piece of business. I wanted to answer some unanswered questions from the new edition episode. Alrighty. So uh, I'm not going to provide any context. If you listen to that episode, you'll know what we're talking about. If you didn't, go back and listen so you get the questions. Go listen to me. Just be really happy. Uh, The center square on Hollywood Squares in the 80s was Joan Rivers. Yeah, I couldn't see that. That's amazing. That makes sense, though. That sounds right. And the boys in The Boys were brothers. Were they? Yes. Didn't seem like it because I remember you saying, "Wow, they don't have a lot of chemistry." Right. I and know. I was like, "Yeah, they and don't." Then, and then when you listen to us speak about them after that point, yeah. we're clearly assuming that they are not yeah. related or friends. That yes. they were like put together it by the felt like company. they were put together, but they are in fact brothers. Oh, okay. Four brothers. All right. right, good for them. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. Yeah, that's the uh, end of our first grab bag. Our first. Episode. There will be others. Yeah, because this yeah. was too fun to no, not do it great. again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we yeah. can come up with so many other things. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, man, we should do a Stevie Wonder episode. Too. I was there's literally something. just about to say that. We should, there's a bunch we can do. Yeah, so yeah. 
Go watch the movie Diner. Yes. Go watch every episode of The Twilight Zone. Yes. And, uh, you know, go to musicraygun.com slash playlists and watch all these videos. Because a lot of these were particularly visual. Even yes, for our exactly. Show. Yeah. So uh, it's it's really worth watching yeah. that clip from Vibrations. Oh, yeah. Just for James Marshall's, like, wig. Why did they make him wear that wig? And no, it's so weird. It's yeah. so off-putting. Yeah. And then to see Christina Applegate kind of swear like, yeah. But also, cool. like... Looking really hot. Oh my god, 90s beautiful. And the, those weird flowy 90s fashion. Oh yeah. I and brunette, that. which she is not usually yeah, brunette. Which but, is great. Yeah. Love it. Um, but yeah, alright, well we're going to sign off, so thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.